The Mishnah tells us the story about the yeshiva of Rabbi Yechon ben Zakkai. Rabbi Yechon ben Zakkai was the leader of the Tanoim, the one who established the great academy of Yavne, the one who was the teacher of the entire next generation of the Gedali Yisrael. What's fascinating is that we offered a rare glimpse, so to speak, by Rabbi Yechem and Zaka himself into the students. He weighs at the qualities and he gives us, he defines to us the outstanding attribute of each of his students. And the mission tells us in Perkei for example, that he looked at his Talmud, Rabbi Leazar ben Harkonus, the great Rabbi Leazar, and he says he was somebody who retained everything he learned. It was like a bar sitch in a It was like a cistern of water which had been plastered that doesn't lose a drop. And he looks at another one of his Talmudim, Rabbi Leazar ben Arach, and he says about him that he's a Mayan Amiskaber. He's like a fount which gets stronger and stronger, produces more and more. And then even more amazingly, after giving us this insight into each of his students, the Mishnah then goes on to, so to speak, weigh them up against each other. And the Mishnah says, B'Shem Rabbi Yechem if all Chachmi Yisrael were on one side of the scale, and Rabbi Lazar ben Arach was on the other side of the scale, he'd outweigh all of them. Which is a tremendous statement to make. And today we talk about who's the best Bacha in the Yeshiva. We're not just talking about the Bacha who's ahead of everybody else. But somebody who's equal to everybody else put together. That's an unbelievable compliment. And yet, that's what Rabbi Yechanan uses to describe his prized Talmud Rabbi Lazar ben Arach. As somebody who, if he would be put on the opposite side of the scale to Kol Chachmi Yisrael, he would be Machriya Eskulam. In what way? Not necessarily that he knew more than everyone else put together, but in his Maila. The Velazabin Anach's Maila was he was a Maila Miskaber, somebody who was able to produce Torah on his own, somebody who could come with Chidoshim, somebody who could develop new understanding. And in that area, he would, he would be able to outweigh all Chachmi Yisrael. And besides for this Mishnah, in Pirkei Avos, we don't cannot find a reference to Rabbi Lazar ben Arach throughout the Shas. The other Talmudim of Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yezir, Rabbi Yishe, are mentioned on nearly every page of the Gemara. What happened to Rabbi Lazar ben Arach? The Chazal tell us that after Rabbi Yechonon ben Zakkai died, so his students decided together to go to Yavne to learn in the yeshiva there. But Rabbi Lazar ben Arach's wife convinced him that he should stay behind a place where there was great natural beauty, with fresh mineral water, And he said, but all my friends, all the other Tamilich Chacham are leaving to Yavne. So she says to him, but you yourself know 
that you teach Rabbi Yochum and Zakha said about you that you're equal to all of them. They don't they need you more than you need them. So why do you have to follow them to Yavna? And unfortunately, Rabbi Lazar bin Arach followed his wife's advice. He stayed where he was, and as the Gemara tells us, the hot springs, the Moses and the wars of Sagasus caused Rabbi Lazar bin Arach to forget his name. And where was this shown? At one time he was called up to read the parasha of Achodesh, this week's parasha, Achodesh Hazel Ochem. And instead of that he read, he read it, Achodesh Hoyolibam. Their hearts became deaf. Now it wasn't just a mistake in reading the words wrong. It wasn't the Sefetara was possible. But rather this was meant to be a call, a wake-up call to Rabbi Lazar ben Arach to show him what had happened to him. And the question is, why does, why does the Tafka in these three words? What's the difference between Achodesh Hazelachem and Achodesh Hazelachem? The Tafka here, Rabbi Lazar ben Arach was shown where he had gone wrong. And the other question is, what happened to him? Somebody who was a Mayanai Miskaber, somebody who on his own was able to produce and learn and mechadish and develop new Torah. <coughs> so just like we said, there's a principle in Halakha that a Mayan isn't a Kabul Tumah. Flowing water is something which is connected to life. called Mayim Chaim. It doesn't become Kabul Tumah. So maybe Rabbi Lozab and Arach had distanced himself from the other Chachamim. That he was somebody who was always developing new. Somebody who was always being the Chadish in Torah. And if that's the case, how did that fount get stopped? How did that Koyach of Chiddush get blocked? That Rabbi Lazar ben Arach lost his level, so to speak. So, normally what the, when, how one learns this again is, is definitely correct is that when a person is focused on Torah, when a person is focused on Torah, then he devotes his energies and his efforts to being Mechadish in Torah, so then yes, then he has the ability to develop and Mechadish and create new. But when a person is beside him, and a person's heart is now interested in enjoying the physical hot springs and fresh waters. But that's okay, that stultifies his interest in Ruchnius. And only that, it blocks the channels which is being Mechadish in Torah. And therefore, when Rabbi Lazar ben Arach's focus shifted from developing Torah to enjoying a physical lifestyle, he lost that Koyach of Chiddush. That's for sure true. The principle is true and the Pshat is true as well. What the Gemara says, that it was the mineral waters of, and the hot springs which caused Rabbi Lazar ben Arach to forget his life. But there's another point also. There's another point also. And that is the setting in which Rabbi Lazar is the Mayan Amiskabe. And that is 
there's a place and there's a makam which is a place where terror is developed. And in a place where terror is developed, that's the setting where a person can be chadish in terror. But in a place where one's missing that, then there isn't that connection, so to speak, to that vibrancy, to that life, to that chiddush in Torah. And then just like a river, which is coming from a fresh, from, so to speak, it's a source which is from where it's flowing. If the river flows, it's moving water, it's living water. But if the water is going to get blocked, and it's no longer flowing, then it becomes water which can become uh, what we call it's no longer alive. It can become uh, germy, it can become uh, a source of sickness or a source of contamination rather than a source of purity. When Rabbi Laza ben Arach was in the yeshiva, then there was that connection, so to speak, to the force the life of Torah. And if that's the case, sure, he was in the Chadish, but it was in a situation, the best Medrash, a Makam, where there was a Chadish, a Makam where Torah was enjoyed and Torah was appreciated and people were trying to learn. And in that setting, there was the place for, for Chadish also. Or when a person detaches himself from the best Medrash, the Ayad Chacham all left and he was left on his own. It could be he had the skills, the ability to analyze and the ability to understand to be Mechadish. But there wasn't that Koyach, that connection to the flow, the connection to the force of Torah, which enabled him to Mechadish. And that was his mistake. He thought that if I'm the one who's being Mechadish, I don't need the best medrash. I can mechadish on my own. And the MS is that even for the person who's the one who's zaycha to think of the chidoshim, the one who's zaycha to be the mayan, to be, so to speak, the beginning of the, the spring, but it, it's needed to connect to the mayim chayim. It's needed to connect to the, to the river, to the place where Torah is appreciated, to the place where Torah is being learned. Then there's that connection to Chiyos. Then there's that connection to life. Whereas a person on their own, even if they have the skills to Mechadish, what's going to happen to them? If they're not in a place where Chiddush and Torah are appreciated, if they're not in a setting where Torah is being Mishadish, where Torah is being learned, what happened to Abel Azubun what happens is If there's no way for the water to flow, then it's going to get blocked. And the strings the spring is going to stop producing. It's an interesting juxtaposition of words. The lave, the heart of a person, is that same place which is the fount of life. It's a place where life develops from. Like the Pazak says in Mishle. More than anything, guard your heart, 
That's the spring, so to speak, the fount of life. The heart which beats and sends blood around the body is the source where the life emanates from. A person can die if his heart stops beating. But the same thing will happen if there's a blockage which prevents the, the blood which is coming from the heart which is beating to reach the body. And the same thing. Even in Mechadish, the Lazar ben Arach, the Mayan had to be connected to the Olam of Torah. And if not, Acherish Hayalibam. Acherish is literally a person who's blocked. He can't hear. But when there's a blockage which goes around the heart, then the heart stops working too. But why was... Uh, this mistake brought to him Dafka by Pasha Sakhidish. So we've said previously the tremendous Khidish of the Mara. Beautiful you said. There's two beginnings to the year. There's the beginning of Rosh Hashanah and there's the beginning of Nisan. The difference is that the one is the Rosh, the beginning of the Shana of the year, and the other one is the Rosh of the Chodoshim, the beginning of the months. And what's the difference between them? Shana is something which is repetitive, Shana. It repeats itself again and again. It follows a cycle, and it's a cycle which every year comes back to the same starting point and goes through the same cycle again. Even a circle has to have its starting point, even a cycle which is a repetitive cycle, has to have a point from where it begins. And that's the Rosh of the Shana. That's the Shana, something which repeats itself. And the din of the Rosh of Shana is what's going to be on the next cycle of the year. And that's what Hashem judges. At the beginning of each cycle, He judges what's going to be that cycle. Chaydesh, on the other hand, comes from the Lashem Chidosh. Something which is different, something which is new. Something which isn't necessarily part of a cycle. When Klai were going to come out of Mitzrayim, this was a new development. This wasn't something which had happened before. And that's what Hashem tells Moshe. This is a new Chaydesh. It's the beginning of a new beginning. The Rosh of the Chodoshim. The beginning of months, a month is each, each month is something which is new, something which has its own koyach, something which can be used to develop something new. And that's the second beginning to the year. Geula comes in Nisan because Geula is a new beginning. And it comes at the beginning of the year of what's going to be different about this year. There's one more point, an insight I want to add. The Pasuk says, Achoydesh Hazeh Lochem. And the first what does it mean, Lochem? The Pasuk could have said, Achoydesh is a Rosh Chatashim. Like it does say. What is the extra emphasis? Achoydesh Hazeh Lochem. It's for you. It's yours. 
All you have to tell us was this is the first of the months of the year. What makes it yours? And the aside is like this. When it comes to the world of Rosh Hashanah, the world which repeats itself, that's up to Hashem. Every year Hashem, so to speak, sits in judgment and decides what's going to be the next year. And how He's going to continue the world. And how the cycle is going to play out again. That's up to Hashem. That's His decision. We can dive into Him. Which should be something which is sweet for us. But Hashem is deciding the Rosh Hashanah. But when it comes to Rosh Chodesh Nisan, then it's a Chodesh Hazelachim. It's not a Chodesh Baruch Hu deciding. Then it's you deciding. Because then it's a question of Chodesh. Then it's a question of what's going to be different. What's going to get changed. And if that's the case, what's going to be new and changed and be different is what you decide is going to be new and changed and be different. And if it's going to be a Zman of Geula or a Zman of a fresh beginning, it's because the person's making it that fresh beginning. And that's the first message. There's a Rosh Hashanah of, of Rosh Hashanah and there's a Rosh Chodoshim of Nisan. And you should know, the Rosh Chodoshim is Lachem. The Rosh Chodoshim, what's going to become of it? Is this Nisan going to be different to a previous Nisan? Is it going to be a new Chiddush or is it going to be repetitive? Are you going to capture the possibility of being mechadish something and utilize that koyach of Nisan, that's up lachem. That's yours to decide. It's not up to Hashem. We're standing today in Shabbos Shachodesh Nisan, Pashas Achodesh. And this is the Yisait. It's the opportunity of a fresh beginning. But that's up to you. It's up to you of what lachem what you do with it. Okay, I have one more point. It says the Belashan Rabbi. It's not Lecha, it's Lachem. If Nisan is going to be utilized to achieve that Chiddush, then for sure a person can make his own changes. A person can develop himself. But if it's in the context of a Yeshiva, it's in the context of a Rabbi, then it's a connection, so to speak, to that river of Torah. To be called a makam of learning based chayenu. And then yes, that Kiddush joins, so to speak, that current of Maim Chaim. But if a person's on their own, it's much more difficult. It's much more difficult to maintain that ability to be Shadish. Because like the Mayan, if there isn't the river for it to flow into, it's getting blocked, then it, then it stops producing, it stops giving out new water. And that was the lesson for Abu Raza ben Somebody who has the Mayan Miskaber, somebody has the ability to Mishadish. But to Mishadish, one needs the setting. To be ever stronger in Torah is in a place where the Torah that the person is being mechadish is being appreciated, being accepted. It's in the context of a yeshiva. 
then it's a chodesh hazeh lachem. Then it becomes a chodesh for all of you. But if you're going to detach yourself from the yeshiva, and if you're going to remain while all the yeshiva leaves to somewhere else, then it will become a chayrish hayalibam. It will become that that lave, that, that source which can produce and can mechadish is going to get blocked. And it's going to lose its kayaf to mechadish. A Shabbos like this, a Shabbos is achtos. We have here Talmudim for 10 years of the yeshiva. We've regathered. It's very auspicious that it falls in Parshish HaChodesh. It's not just, we're not just here to commemorate the time we were in yeshiva. Think nostalgically about what was. It's here, bec- we're here because we want to maintain that connection to the yeshiva. Because it's only through the framework of being connected to a makam of Torah, a place where Torah is vibrant, a place where Torah is alive, that a person keeps his koyach, his ability to remain alive and connected to Torah as well. And if that's the case, then it's really a shazelachem. If that's the case, it's really a beginning. A beginning of the year of Chidush, of what's going to be better, of what we're going to change. And how much it's going to be, it's lachem. How much it's going to be is up to us to define and determine how much we're going to be mechadish this year.